Valley of Famine contains mature content and adult language. Check the show notes for specific content warnings. Hello, listeners. Did you know that the Rogue Valley Role Players podcast is an affiliate of BattleBards? BattleBards is an online repository of music, sound effects, and all sorts of other audio goodies that you can use in your own games and shows. Check out their website at BattleBards.com, and don't forget to use our promo code, RVRPODCAST, when you sign up for a Prime membership. Hello and welcome listeners to the Rogue Valley Roleplayers Podcast. My name is Ben. I'm here with Rosemary, Nick, Ed, and Austin. And we're here to play another session of Valley of Famine. Once again, my name is Ben. I am the Marshal. I'm running the shindig tonight. Uh, I am Rosemary. And tonight I am playing Deputy Rachel Jane Kennedy. She's a Hexlinger. And then, um, local townsperson, Daniel Bailey. I am Nick. I am playing Haru Matsuhara, the harrowed samurai. And I'm also playing the other deputy, Billy Johansson, who is probably going to die of frustration at some point. I am Ed. I am playing the weird scientist, Daisy Graves. She's a former deputy. Uh, and I'm also playing deputy and local beefcake, Albert Bailey. This is Austin. You might recognize me from TV, but probably not. I've never been on TV. I am currently playing uh, Harrod Graves, formerly Wynon Beardslay, formerly Agent Quake, uh, now Harrod Graves. Uh, and I also have another sheet over here that says Sean Bailey. I wonder why that's the case. It's a mystery. All right, we are going to start with a montage. Uh, first things first, we uh, we pick up with our montage right where we left off last time as Billy reported in to Deputy Rachel about what they found up at Lake of the Woods. Uh, we see Rachel give an exhausted sigh, and then she goes to find uh, Daisy Graves, with Billy in tow, Billy offering to lead everyone back up to try and find this horrible monster and put an end to it for good. We see Rachel talking to Daisy. Daisy gives an overly enthusiastic nod. Uh, and the rest of the party is gathered. Uh, we see Billy leading his horse in tow behind everyone else, and then he stops short uh, with a look of surprise as everyone gets on board the Thalos Zephyr. And then he ties up his horse, gets on with them, and they take off, fly out to Lake of the Woods. Um, we see the airship kind of searching around for a bit, and then we spot the lake monster sunning itself on the shores, trying to, to heal. It got pretty badly wounded, particularly by Bert, who just really just beat the shit out of it. He booped its snout. Very, very hard. Um, <laughs> very sternly. <laughs> Uh, we we catch a sight of the airship uh, starting to descend and come in low over the lake. We see the, the monster uh, slowly, sluggishly start to crawl into the water, maybe to swim away, maybe to go investigate this weird thing. And then we see 
the Thalos Zephyr's guns just open up. All three Steam Gatlings tear this monster into shreds, and that is the end of the Lake of the Woods monster. And we just see Billy standing at the observation port with, with just a, a look of shock on his face, or, or I don't know. I need to get me one of them. <laughs> and then we see um, the rest of uh, July go by, and we see the posse going about their business. Uh, August comes rolling by. We see the crops in the fields grow from from just sprouts and greens into full-fledged plants thick with food ready just waiting to ripen uh, and be harvested we see animals in the fields grazing fattening up looking like a good harvest for the rogue valley and then we find ourselves rolling into september uh, going around the table real fast in just a quick sentence or two, Herod, what have you been doing these past two months? Um, I think after his, uh, recent experiences with the, um, Church of the Lost Angels in town, uh, he has been kind of focused on making sure there are no other sort of, uh, sleeper agents that have infiltrated the Rogue Valley. Um, so he's kind of asking around, um, taking sort of an informal survey of, of what sort of religions are being sep- celebrated and where. Um, just always kind of paranoid and, and wanting to make sure that his, uh, his brother is safe and his, his uh, new home is safe. Okay. Where is Herod staying now? Is he still staying, living out of the claim? Or is he getting something more permanent? I think he's still renting the room because it's been at like the bottom of the list of his priorities. Okay. Um, he's kind of like a he, he. Part of him is still like in the in the mode of always being ready to leave if he has to, um, and he just hasn't put much thought into it. Okay. Well, Daisy's been getting settled down in a married life. Uh, still working on the airport because that's like her new passion project is flight. Like the rails are kind of dead. And- you're working on it and maybe drafting up improvements for the Thalos Zephyr and your own ideas for various new aviation craft. I think I've mainly just been doing a lot of work at the railroad. Maybe I've caught a couple of people doing harm or trying to sabotage the Iron Dragon for reasons unknown. Other than that, I've probably been trying to look into anything I can find on what it's like to be harrowed and other ways of dealing with that. Uh, I think Rachel would have attended to the hanging of Arizona Red at some point Yep. during this time. And then after that, yeah, probably also looking into seeing if there's a way to heal um, Haru during her spare time. So all throughout this this montage, we also see uh, that Flint's, the former Jacksonville Inn, is still thriving, doing quite a bit of business. You probably all hear they've got some sort of newfangled tap system that's way more efficient than uh, just using barrels. It's like some weird pressurized ghost rock powered 
dealy wop thing. I feel like, are we like the only people still drinking at the claim now? N- no. Oh, okay. So, so like Flint's is still expensive. Oh, okay. Right. So, uh, people who can't afford to, <laughs> to go drinking at Flint's, uh, do still go to the claim, but that is definitely like all of you only hear about what goes on, uh, at Flint's either by what you casually observe going about your own business or what people volunteer to you. It is an early September morning. Rachel, you're just getting in to the sheriff's office. It's cool. The weather is cooling down. It's uh, it's pleasant out. Uh, the The oppressive heat that uh, you dealt with during the summer is gone. It's definitely like you. You maybe you've even. It's early enough. You're probably wearing your duster right now, but you you probably imagine like as as you get onto the afternoon, like you'll probably wind up draping your duster over your chair until you actually need to potentially go out and do stuff. By this point in time, your your duster is almost as much a badge of authority as your badge <laughs> is. Yeah, you're just getting in. Ross is at his desk, as he always is, working on his own paperwork. Uh, what's Billy doing? He's at the office now, too. Billy is going over the sheriff's department's finances, wondering where all the ammo is going. <laughs> <laughs> And how they're going to pay for it all. So, yeah, Rachel, you, you, you're you knocking uh, some of the, the dirt off your boots as you open the door, getting getting ready to step in. You see Billy just sitting there, one hand massaging his temple as he tries to figure out the budget. Ross is uh, probably working in his, in his own books, actually, just kind of smiling to himself now that he's pawned off the budget on, on some other poor sod. <laughs> <laughs> Billy chiming in every so often. Like, how how did we spend? Where are these bullets going? <laughs> don't don't you mind that, Billy? Don't you mind that? Just just uh, make sure that we got plenty of them. All right, all right I'll see what I can do. Morning, uh, Rachel. Billy, what you doing? Paperwork. Oh, okay. Keep up the good work. I'll cross over to my desk and sit down. Put my feet up on the table. Your desk? Crisscross them. Yeah, it's my desk. I've taken it back in the past two months. So, Billy, you're sitting at your desk when Rachel comes over, shoves you aside. It's my desk. I, I need a surface to write, Rachel. I mean, like, I mean, if you want these paperwork to be all neat, nice and neat and whatnot. Is Rachel just, what, standing awkwardly in the corner of the sheriff's office? Like, she would have a desk. Or she's gonna go sit there. Okay, at no, the there there table. is. There's another. Oh yeah, there probably is just like a table. There's definitely a table that you mm. can sit at. Okay, she'll sit there over by like the furnace near the coffee and probably pour herself a cup of coffee. The whiskey. No whiskey. You're just sitting down. You're about to take your first sip of coffee when the door to the sheriff's office opens again, and Howard Jones uh, comes barging in. Uh, door slams open. Takes... Feel, uh, like she jumps and spills hot coffee on her hand. Oh no! Son of a bitch. Uh, he comes to a stop, kind of looks at the three of you, and and just very hurriedly says, "Morning," and then walks over to the sheriff's, uh, to Sheriff Ross's desk, and uh, immediately just like 
plants his hands down on the desk, leans over to get into Sheriff Ross's face, which earns him uh, a puff of cigar smoke in his face, as well as the reek of booze, of stale, cheap booze. Uh, and then, you know, after he kind of like, <coughs> Sheriff, someone is rustling my cattle, and I demand that the law do something about it before I take things into my own hands. <laughs> You've done it again. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> he stops, looks at the sheriff, rethinks it, walks over to the table, <laughs> puts his hands down and says, Deputy, someone's been wrestling my cattle, and I demand the law do something about it before I take matters into my own hands. I feel like Rachel is... um. In severe pain because that was scalding hot coffee that she just spilled all over her hand. So she's distracted, I think, as she answers because she's trying to clean up the spilled coffee. She's trying to clean up her hand. She's like looking to see if there's coffee on her, which there probably is. And she says, What? Cattle missing? Yeah, not missing. Rustled. Who's rustling them? Well, if I knew that. I'd probably bring him in here myself. Well, when did they get rustled? It's been happening over the last few days. A uh, bunch of ranches around uh, my area. Everyone's been hit for a few dozen head here or there. Holes cut in the fences or just plumb knocked down. They, they just got me, though, for a big one. Near a near hundred head taken. That's a big operation. <laughs> you said a couple hundred cattle went missing? About a hundred. A mine. Who else but, is missing cattle? Uh, a bunch of the other ranches around. Well, how long has this been going on for? Well, about a month. Why didn't you come in earlier? Well, we didn't... It, it takes time to count the goddamn cattle. Do you have cowboys? I got hands, yeah. Well, have your hands go out and count the cattle. They did. But it takes time. It takes count- a month? If it's been going on for the month, they're probably long gone. Well, they just hit me the other night, so I doubt it. I don't know anything about cattle rustling. What What do you mean? <laughs> you don't know anything about cattle rustling. I don't know how they, to investigate they, this they, crime. You gotta, you gotta go track them down, bring them to justice, like you would any other criminal. You well, went out into them hills, tracked down them goddamn bandits that was killing everybody. You yes. brought them into justice. All right. This ain't no different except there's cows involved. Now, now, sir, we need you to calm down. I am calm. I'm very high strung. This is calm. Hey, have yourself a nice drink. Sit down, and we'll uh, we'll get to tracking down whoever did this. Well, good. Do you have any suspicions? They're probably a bunch of no good drifters moving through, thinking they can make a quick buck off of my cattle. Okay, all right. I'm losing my calm. What's your brand? Camel cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> your brand on your cattle. God damn, are you a rancher or not? <laughs> if we find your cattle, I want to know it's your cattle. Well, since seeing as my ranch is the Triangle Ranch, you're going to look for a Triangle brand. Do not appreciate your tone, Mr. Jones. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got a weird accent. And I'm high strung, I said. Alright, so a hundred cattle went missing. A hundred of mine. 
couple nights ago. Yeah. And you're coming in now. Well, we only just puzzled out that they were missing. Tell me. Look, are you going to go look for my cattle and rustle and, and bring in the rustlers to justice, or are you going to sit here and, and, and criticize me for my operations? Well, that's my intent, Mr. Jones, but I suppose I'll go look for your cattle. Well, thanks. Uh, you hear uh, Sheriff Ross give a give a mighty sigh and... <sighs> Rachel, why don't you go round up your friends? Might as well give them badges. I just don't want to put them on the payroll. We ain't got the budget for it. No, we do not. We barely have the payroll for what we got. (laughs) Yeah, speaking of that. Billy, I need you to go round up the Bailey boys. No. Yes, Billy. Fire me. (laughs) I ain't firing you. I quit. <laughs> you ain't quitting. Rustling like this is gonna need a lot of lot of hands on deck. So we're gonna need all the all the the firepower that we can muster. And m- maybe between the three of them, we'll, we'll scrape together a brain cell or two. Are are you, are you saying that Rachel and her friends are so so well um, good that we need to handicap ourselves to make the rustlers feel better? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm saying I don't think Rachel, no offense, but uh, I don't think uh, they know, know much about cattle. Yes, sir. I'll go get them. I'm not going to be happy about it, though. I ain't asking you to be happy about it. I usually ain't happy about what I do, either. What do you do? <laughs> I'm getting out. I'm getting out. I'm going. I'm going. Uh, yeah, Rachel will leave to go um, round up the crew. Right. Howard Jones, you know, gets up. Right. Where where can I expect to meet you? Uh, we're going to need you to take us to the hole in the fence, see if we can pick up a trail. Yep. Where do you want me to meet you? At your ranch. At the ranch. All right. You Do you know where my ranch is? Triangle Ranch, right? Yeah. Up past the old Hennessy place? No. Then, no, I don't know where your ranch is. All right, why don't you meet me out in front of the uh, Jackson, uh, Flint's. Meet me out in front of Flint's and I'll uh, lead y'all to uh, to my ranch. I'll meet you in front of the claim. All right, fine, fine. I'm going over to Flint's to get a drink and then I'll meet you in front of the claim. I like what Flint serves better than, than at the claim. All right, who do you go to find first? Rachel will swing by and knock, like, go to the claim and go up to your Harrod's room, see if he's there. Uh, yes. Who is it? Uh, it's me. It's Rachel. Yeah, so Rachel, you you hear the uh, latch on the door unlock and uh, it swings open slightly. Uh, good morning, Harrod. How you doing? Uh, fine, I suppose, uh... Not to be rude, but uh, it's the say. Do you need something right now? Uh, I was hoping you might use your skills in a cattle wrestling case that's been brought to the sheriff's office this morning. Cattle wrestling? You have a keen eye for detail, and I could use that on this. I don't know much about wrestling, cattle, tracking. Well, I suppose it's better than the 
wisps of details that I'm working myself over. He kind of motions to a uh, table in the corner where you can see like sheets of stacked papers with like hard scribblings on them. There's a little poster board on the wall where he's he's pinned up um, some sort of religion with a bunch of question marks that are like drawn on it and pointing to like lines of this news article. Um, uh huh. Rachel whistles and says, "Dang, what are you working on here?" I've been making sure that there are no more of those uh, lost angel priests in town looking to make trouble. They seem to be a persistent bunch. Well, do you think you could take a day at least, maybe two, maybe three, I don't know, to track down some missing cattle? Absolutely. It would be preferable to accomplishing exactly nothing, which is what I would sum up my last few weeks as. Uh, well, I can understand that frustration. I, too, have been working on a side project and have come up with absolutely nothing. What's yours? Uh, finding a way to bring Haru back to life. Yes, I'm afraid that the science that I know of uh, shows that such a thing is impossible. There was a promising lead about a doctor down in uh, Shanvan, um... But it seems that she's in an asylum now, and I don't know if um, she's available for a visitation to talk to her about her process. You don't mean Dr. Death. Oh, are they the one and the same? Stay away from her. She's a crockpot. <laughs> I thought her notes were rather ingenious, if I do say so. <laughs> Well, anyways, uh, we should probably get going, wasting daylight and all. Yes. Um, as far as Haru goes, I, I uh, know better than to tell you to stop searching. But uh, it prepare for disappointment. But if, if I can help, certainly let me know. I appreciate that. How's the sobriety going? Um, I think pretty good. Um, Wynon has, has sort of replaced his alcoholism habit uh, with... Um, a different habit, which is hmm. cocaine, of course. chewing tobacco. <laughs> he picked it up from Daisy, right? Uh, yeah, actually, let's do that. Okay, yeah. Uh, so why not? Uh, he he has managed to stop drinking, which is good, but he's replaced his habit with uh, a a mild but gross chewing tobacco habit that he picked up from from Daisy. Chewing tobacco is always gross, no matter how mild it is. Yeah. And I think what it was is that um, since he's been making some attempt to spend some sort of time with his only living family in the world. He does visit the uh, Graves residence once in a while and uh, just, you know, res- getting withdrawals from not drinking alcohol, he was tempted to try some of the te- tobacco that was kind of sitting there on one of the tables and that sort of... Uh... So, yeah. You tromp out, where do you head out to next? So we'll go to the mayor's house. Go right in, Miss Kennedy. They won't care, I promise. All right. I will cautiously open the door knowing Daisy. Is it unlocked? Yeah, it is unlocked. Jonathan is probably at the town hall already doing his job. Um, I think as you enter with uh, Herod, he he bends down and picks up a... uh, a plank that's kind of next to the door mm-hmm. and he kind of turns it uh, so that the narrow end is up towards the ceiling and he bangs on the ceiling a few times. Daisy, <laughs> you have visitors. 
There's some like cold breakfast left over from when Jonathan made breakfast, and um, there's like you know the the smell of fresh coffee. You you hear a sound, an ominous sound like that of a pipe organ, and then you see Daisy come come walking into the the dining living room whatever area with like a big steaming cup of coffee. What was that sound, Daisy? Coffee's ready. <laughs> What are you doing here? <laughs> Why are you in my house? Uh, Harrod said to just go right on in. He said oh, it was oh. fine. Hey, Harrod. Harrod. <laughs> Hello, sister. Well, what brings you all here this so early? <laughs> I think Rachel's distracted by the coffee, and she's tempted. Do you have any more of that coffee? Well, yeah. I just, just finished it. Grab, grab a mug. She will take a mug and... Jonathan keeps them clean, so it's, it's good. And go get some coffee. Describe the coffee apparatus. Uh, it's probably got just like a little... like Definitely it's got a giant percolator thing that you can see on top that percolates. With a propeller? I'm picturing a propeller. a propeller. I'm also picturing a propeller for some reason. I think reason. It, it's more got this like giant... Like some kind of ghost rock induction thing underneath. It's more got like this big heavy base thing. But also the percolator that definitely lights up. Hey, hey Daisy. Is this ghost rock that you're using to heat your coffee with? Yeah. It heats it real fast. Rachel just mouths, holy shit. Like to herself. And then we'll carefully pour herself a cup of coffee and back slowly away. <laughs> There's another loud, ominous sound like that of a pipe organ. Uh, and, and now that you're standing right here, you can also kind of hear the, the shrill scream of the ghost rock burning. And then uh, this this black coffee pours into your, your mug. The best sound of waking up <laughs> is screams in your coffee cup. <laughs> the, the, the best is, is, is when you're done pouring, you just go, ah. Except that when you go, ah, just, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel just backs slowly out of the kitchen and says, yep, never going to do that again. Did you take the coffee mug with you? You're just yeah. like, nope, I'm done. I'm not doing the coffee. I think she still wants coffee. So, yeah, she'll take it with her. Okay. Um, we actually told her what you're here for. Um, <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> Rachel takes like a sip of coffee and it's like, ah, oh, so good. And then like realizes that like Harold and Daisy are just like looking at her and she's like, oh, right. Uh, there's cattle being rustled and Mr. Jones um, would like us to look into it. Jonathan didn't do any cattle rustling. Why would he do any cattle rustling? <laughs> I just, you know. Wanted to make sure he was on the up and up, and thought maybe you could help me with. Uh, okay, your, he, he's at the know, mine doing gun. business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where is Jonathan? That's a that's a good yeah, point. Have he's you at the seen mine him? doing business. Seen him? In the past oh, I literally few just days? told you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, if it's not Jonathan rustling the cattle, then it's someone else, and we got to track him down and find him. Well. All right. Got your rail gun handy. Always. Well, if you're ready, uh, we could told Mr. Jones I'd meet him in front of the claim, but I'd like to go see if Haru's available. Well, let's go find him. Yeah, let me get my stuff. I mean...
Rachel, you, Harrod, and Daisy are making your way to go look for Haru. Is Haru at the station or is he at his his house? About what time is it? It's early morning, so we'll say seven. Yeah, he's at his. He'd be at his house at this time of day. He hasn't quite started his day yet. Okay. What are you doing at your house right now? I'd say Haru's actually battling a very severe case of depression. So he's got he's got Lazarus, you know, talking up a storm at him, and all he's doing is just sitting there on the on his in one of his chairs with a bottle of cheap stuff. Staring at the label, you know, rolling the bottle over in his hand, kind of like, oh, here we go again, getting my day started. You, uh, you know, you you can't get drunk on that, right? I know. Okay, just double checking. Sometimes you forget. And I'm blinking. There's no one around. No point. You gotta blink when people are around. I know. You just like to remind me. I I, I do. I do. It's one of the very few pleasures I get anymore. Now, we gotta talk about letting me get into the driver's seat a little more often. Look, I understand that you got some trepidation about me going all crazy and murdery and stuff, and that's fair. That's valid. But, uh, you know, we're we're a team, right? So, you know, I can't do that, because... Otherwise, someone's bound to put a bullet between our, our in our head, and that's the end of you and me. More end of me than you. You'll go on to wherever it is you're going, but uh, I'll definitely be case closed for old Lazarus Black. That it would. That it would. So, uh, you know. I'm getting real stir-crazy just sitting here in your head all the time. I'll think about it. All right. All right. That's progress. That's progress. And for what it's worth, I'm sorry. Well, well, thank you. Uh, I don't really know what to do with that. We have a saying in Japan. Forgive your enemies. Well, that's, uh... Hmm. That's quite sad. I wouldn't say we're really enemies anymore. No, just... What's what's the American saying? Reluctant bedfellows? Yeah, that that that's it. <sighs> Time to go to work. Finishes off the bottle and just like, you know, chug, 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 chug. Sets it down on the table. How many empty bottles are scattered around? Um... Four. Now you hold on to those, put them outside. We could maybe work on your uh, your shooting skills. That's not a bad idea. Set them up on the rail. Yep. I was a pretty good shot in my my day, my life. When I well, yeah, when I was alive. We could work on that. I give you some pointers. Okay. Maybe when we have some more time off. Probably worth more than my dating advice. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Look, it's not my fault that you're a rotting, stinking corpse. That's fair. <laughs> that is the number one hindrance here. Uh, and the rest of you come walk or r- riding up, probably. Doors closed. Light, you know, there's no light coming from inside. Perhaps you already went to work. 
Well, this horse is here. Uh, I'm a little bit worried about him, to be honest. Why is that? I mean, have you noticed? He's not really himself lately. I'm scared that he's starting to let go. I haven't been spending much time around him. I suppose you would know better than I would. Yeah, he's been mostly here in Medford, so I really, yeah, haven't, haven't noticed much. It's not easy to say. It's just the man I knew would never give up, and I just feel like, I don't know, he's not himself. Hmm. I mean, I know he's not himself because he is literally sharing his body with an evil spirit, but in the beginning, at least, he seemed still engaged with the world. I feel like he's detaching. Hmm. Maybe this will be good for him. I think I may understand at least a little bit. He's experiencing a loss of purpose. I don't know. I'm just worried is all. She'll go right up uh, to your house. Yeah, let's go see if we can cheer him up, huh? You're always good for that, Daisy. <laughs> well, if you're cheering him up, perhaps I'd better stay out here. I think as Rachel approaches the door, can she, like, hear you talking, like, as you are yeah, in your yeah, house? Yeah, probably, because he's not, like, it's not, like, quiet talking. He's, I mean, to anybody passing by, it just sounds like the mutterings of a drunk person. So. Right. I think the scene we see inside from, like, Haru's perspective is Haru's standing up. He's getting ready for work, and Lazarus is just, like, sprawled out sideways over the chair. Uh, that Haru was just sitting in, uh, legs crossed, kicked back, just watching you. Brush my hair back, you know, put a hat on. Don't don't brush too vigorously. I picture Lazarus as bit like taking dried pieces of skin off of his burned face and kind of like flicking them into the room where they're like vanishing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's he's scratching at that that cracked black burnt skin like a scab. Uh, and just like flakes of it are coming off uh, and he's just like looking at it and then yeah flicks it out it's not an easy existence filled with challenge look you're you're not the one that's literally burning alive burning dead don't get pedantic with me I'm the one that gets pedantic that's my job Maybe you're rubbing off on me. Son of a bitch. I go to open the door as I, I I suppose somebody's right at the door. Yeah, I think Rachel's like right about you catching her like right about to knock. Oh, um Rachel. Oh, uh, Good morning. Morning. Out of the corner of your eye you see Lazarus hop out out of the chair and come striding over to, to stand. He actually he just like does that really annoying, awkward, like full on lean on your shoulder as he's like pushing like trying to push his head next to yours so you can see through the door and he's just like say hi for me tell him hello Lazarus says hi too uh judging by your face it sounds like he's in a right mood this morning he's always in a mood of one kind or another I am feeling quite jovial despite my constant agonizing pain thank you very much He's in a good mood. <laughs> uh, I apologize then, because 
I fear what I'm about to ask you might put him in an even better mood, and I know how he she's gets. She's gonna ask us to murder someone. She's gonna ask us to murder someone. I need you to murder someone for me. <laughs> yes! <laughs> no, she doesn't say that. <laughs> anyway, well, what what brings... Oh, you're all here. Yep. Here, you know the drill. I'm waiting outside. Uh, take your time. Lazarus says hi, everyone. Thank you. Might as well. It's not going away. Nope. Anytime soon. Nope. Or ever. Nope. Don't say that. Do, do say that. Actually, that that is a direct threat to my... Uh, I was going to say mortal existence, but I guess that's not a thing anymore. But uh, yeah, I don't want to stop existing, thanks. Look, we're going to find a way to make you you again. I haven't given up. I mean, I've learned to heal and studied medicine a lot. What brings you here? Uh, Mr. Jones, up at Triangle Ranch, his cattle's been rustled. Couple hundred missing from his and various ranches, he says. Hmm. Uh, we need to look into it. Are you, could use your help. I'd be more than happy to help, but I, I need to at least let my lieutenant know that I will be taking some time off. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you want, I totally understand, you know, let May know. Um, we're meeting Mr. Jones up at the claim, and he's going to lead us out to the ranch to the spot where the cattle were taken. Ooh, cattle wrestling. I did that once or twice. I don't doubt it. This sounds, uh, like good work. Can we eat one? No. Why, Why not? They're already stolen. Who's going to notice one cow go missing? Let's go to the uh, train station so I can meet with Meifu. I think Rachel gives you a very concerned look, um, but she doesn't say anything. All right, yeah, uh, let's ride back to Jacksonville. Uh, so, yeah, you make arrangements with your lieutenant and you start heading back to, you start riding back to Jacksonville. have a scene transition what are the bailey boys doing right now they're probably at the marshal's office in medford uh, but what sort of shenanigan have they gotten up to um i think that sean is currently trying to kind of uh, get a side hustle going uh so he's trying to like uh, make sort of a uh, workout workout plan and become almost like a personal trainer for the, uh, the citizens of town. Um, so he's, he's put together some flyers that are just very crudely made. It's, it's like the same information copied a hundred times. And obviously, like, you can see the signs of a tired hand after a few copies. Um, so he's trying to pass those out. Uh, and he's trying to get Daniel to help him. Come on, Daniel. Just, uh, you know, get a couple more people to grab them. We'll, you know, the, the more you pass out, the, the better the odds are that we'll get some more customers going. I can start uh, teaching them. Look, do you think my mustache is growing in more? I think it's growing in more. It looks great, Daniel. Now hand out some of these flyers. I don't. Maybe it's not growing in more. No, it, and it looks fine. Here, look at me. Mm-hmm. Looks great. Looks great, Daniel. Now, come on, get out there. You see those two? Go, go give them some you're flyers. You're just saying that because you're my brother, and he like grabs one of the flyers and 
stomps over and just like flings it at the people and then stomps back. Who who are the people that you point to? It's that couple that we saved from being skin slashed. I can't remember their names, but Frank and it was like Frank and Beth, but I don't remember the last name. Frank and Bessie. Bessie. Yeah. So Daniel uh, Daniel tosses uh, the flyers at Frank and Bessie, who are are pulling some of their tanned goods through town. They're also drunk as shit. So here you go. And then, yeah, he, like, stomps off back to you. Now, Daniel, let me give you a little tip from uh, big brother to little brother here. The ladies like it when you hold your back straight. You got a good posture, right? Now, if you're going to pout everywhere, then you're not going to attract any attention, no matter how good your mustache looks, and it looks great. Oh, what's the point? No one's ever going to love me. Look at how Bert walks. He's always hunched over, and nobody pays any attention to him. You don't want to be like Bert, do you? That's because I'm so huge! Oh, God. I didn't ask you to come help, but if you're going to be here, hand out some flyers. And he <laughs> hands you a big pile. She's never going to notice me. Wait, who who do you want to notice you now? The again? deputy. Deputy Kennedy? Yeah. Uh, I think you're a little above her class, Daniel. <laughs> I mean, she's, she's going to be old by the time that you're at Marion age. You know what I'm saying? You should be looking more for, you know, women a little close to your age. And you're a Bailey. Everyone would love to be a Bailey. Marry one of us. Yeah, you really think so? Listen, uh, Daniel, you know, don't don't obsess over Ms. Kennedy, whatever her name is. You know, there's plenty of, plenty of fish in the sea. Some of them are big old fish, just like that one we fought not too long ago. Remember that one? I don't want to so you obsess want- with a fish. Now, Daniel, I'm making a metaphor. Calm down. I'm making a metaphor. Now, you know, you want to find your big fish. You don't want to just, like, pick up the first, uh, you know, sexy, scarred deputy that you see. You know, you got to kind of play the field a bit. Find who's right for you. Oh, so you're saying if I act like I'm not interested in her, then she'll be interested in me? Hell yeah, women love that. Okay. Okay, he, like, perks up a little bit. But look, just I'm just saying, don't obsess. You know, you're just going to disappoint yourself. And, and you know, you, you're... Listen, Daniel, I, I, this is going to sound harsh, and I don't want you to take it the wrong way. I'm just trying to say, you're obsessing a little much about your mustache. You got a lot of, there's a lot to like about you, you know? Like your, uh, your well, uh, smile. Well, all I got is my mustache. Like, you got, you're so smart, you know, always coming up with these great ideas and all. And, you know, Bert's so handsome all, he's such a beefcake, all the ladies love him. <laughs> well, what have I got? I just got a mustache. Well, you know, we all got our strengths, except Bert. Uh, but, uh... I got strength. <laughs> yeah, all you got is strength. All you got is strength. What more so, do you need in life? So, yeah, you know, Daniel, you're, you're not wrong. I'm the smart one. Bert's the strong one. And, uh, you know, you're I'm, the one with the heart. I want to be the good-looking one. Well... Uh, you know, that remains to be seen. You got to do some more growing up, but you know, if you work out just like me, maybe use my workout program, take a flyer. I want, I want to add in that as Daniel says that he's the good looking one. Daniel has been fanned the hammer on, was really full of bullets, got death rolled. By a giant prehistoric yeah. alligator. He does also walk with a limp, I think. Has yeah. had his leg crushed. Uh, for a 13-year-old kid, he sure has more than his fair share of scars. <laughs> now, now, Daniel, here's the thing. Um, you know, I, I'll level with you. 
you got a lot of scars. And women love scars, but they got to heal up first, and you're still healing, my friend. I mean, look, I, I can see your wounds seeping right now. We're going to have to clean that later. <laughs> well, I thought it was weird when the stitches popped off, but... Oh, Daniel, you're supposed to tell us that the stitches t- pop off. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just... Just, you know, I here, thought take, it would look manly if take, I was Take a, a couple bit. of these flyers and stick them up there. Make sure you don't bleed all over the, the fucking ground, Daniel. Let's get you... We gotta get you to the doctor. Come on, let's go. Alright. I, I love how Sean is just consistently, like, the worst and the best <laughs> of the Bailey brothers. He's both the most responsible of them all and also just, like, <laughs> the most foolhardy. So, Billy, you come, you come riding up uh, on this exchange... Uh, Bill, Mr. Bill, what's up? Oh no, he's Mr. Bill. <laughs> oh no. Morning, Sean. Uh, listen, uh, Bill, uh, I gotta get my uh, brother here to the doctor real quick. Uh, his uh, stitches got busted. Uh, well, I'll come with you. How about that? Hey, Bert. What? Just, just <laughs> come on. <laughs> all right, we're all going to the doctor. It's just one stitch, you guys. Come on, I can take it. He's like literally like, <laughs> I, you're healed. You're, yeah. you're not gushing yeah. blood. Daniel, I know that's your favorite shirt, but uh, well, we're gonna have to wash it pretty hard, I think, or dye it red. Red's pretty romantic, so okay. Not to mention Haru wears red. Ooh yeah. You're losing blood. I see your eyes closing. <laughs> Wake up. Listen up, you three. I got a job for you to come help me out with. Always got a job, right, Bill? Uh, fine, uh, walk and talk, right? All right. Mr. Howard Jones has had some cattle rustled. He's had a hundred head of his own, and a couple of his neighbors have had some taken missing, too. And we've been tasked by Sheriff Ross to come track him down and help Deputy Kennedy and her friends find him and bring whoever stole him to justice. Oh, boy, I mean- here we go. Let's do it. Now, 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 you three, look. Every time we go on some kind of adventure, be it for whatever reason, something foolhardy happens and something bad also happens. I need you to be clear, this is a mission to go get cattle rustlers. We're not fishing. We're not camping. We're not hiking. We're not taking up daisies. We're going out to find cattle rustlers. <laughs> <laughs> the mayor took up Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll admit that was pretty good. Work. <laughs> All right, so Billy, you gather up the Bailey boys and you start heading back to Medford. I think on the ride back to Jacksonville. Um, at one point, we are just like, what's that on the ground there? And it's like a little trail of uh, Sean's flyers. <laughs> um, some, some with blood on them. Yeah. <laughs> like that he's even like dropping or like, I don't know, his saddlebag. He forgot to fasten it tightly and they're just trailing out yeah. behind him. Uh, we have everyone riding along on their horses. Haru, you have... Lazarus sitting on the back of your horse in an entirely too intimate of a position. I know you're not supposed to, but you make life rather difficult. Or unlife, I should say. No, no, I'm supposed to. 
no, that's what I mean. Oh, I thought you said I'm not supposed to. I'm no. definitely supposed to make your life a living hell. I, I know that you're supposed to. You're an unliving hell, I guess, technically. Yes. Technically. Are, are, are you saying you need some space? A, a little bit would be nice. All right, fine. He shifts around, so he's sitting backwards on the horse, leaning uh, against you. His back against your back. That's at least a little better. And then he starts singing. This is the song that never ends. Keep that song up, and I'll find a way to put a bullet in my head. Go out of lock. But, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll tone it down. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, Howard Jones, he's, he's the gentleman that we that you punched in the bar that one time, isn't he? I don't recall me punching anyone. That doesn't sound like something I would do. That sounds exactly like something you'd do. Like, uh, I have to agree. I, I love you, Rachel, but... You would definitely punch someone in a bar. Anyway, let's continue on. <laughs> ah, good. Not walking into that one, I see. <laughs> it's like the most awkward, like, horse ride. And, like, well, I, I'm trying to figure out what Haru would talk about, but... It's okay, we don't have to draw it out. So you get back to Jacksonville. You, uh, you find uh, Howard Jones waiting in front of the claim... Um, where where's Billy and the Bailey boys waiting? I think Billy is leaning against the uh, the railing right outside the claim, and he's like got the horses tied up, and he's just kind of keeping an eye on the Bailey boys, making sure they at least stay in the area and don't wander off to go like put on fishing hats or something. <laughs> Billy, look, I'm just saying we should probably get some sandwiches or something. We could be out there all day. We might get hungry. And uh, when Daniel says that, uh, Sean kicks open the, uh, what's the thing called in the bar that swings? The batwing? Batwings? Batwing doors? Yeah, the batwing doors. Um, He says, uh, I got jerky, I got whiskey, I got, uh, what was this again? Apple pie. And he starts handing them out to the boys and Billy. Look, we are on duty. We can't be drinking whiskey while on the job. Now, Mr. Bill, I'm 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 well aware of that. I'll have you know that uh, alcohol can be used to clean wounds. Uh, it's it's a medical uh, tool only, of course. Look, I know that. I just wasn't sure you knew that. Oh, but I, I'm on your side, Mr. Bill. I'm right here for you. But as soon as the job is done... I think the main posse needs to file into the claim and come walking out, which is a ton of booze. As <laughs> <laughs> Haru's just like... That's true, Haru. Comes riding out just down in a bottle. Now, Mr. Bill, I'll admit, the uh, apple pie, that is a snack for later. I hope that's all right. It's just a pie. You know, it's, one slice each. It's fine. I understand getting some some provisions for the road and, and whatnot. We we do need to supply. Um, I'm sure Deputy Kennedy and her her friends here have brought food for themselves as well. Record scratch. We're <laughs> just like, oh yeah, uh, we're back and turns the horse around. <laughs> now, uh, um, Bill, uh, lean in for a sec. He kind of draws you closer. What is it, John? Listen, I, I gotta, I gotta come clean. Uh, my little brother uh, Daniel, he's got a bit of a thing for the, the deputy. So I'm, I'm just saying, you know, maybe don't uh, put them too close together. 
Uh, he, he's, I'm trying to talk him out of it, but you know, he's, he's impressionable. He's at, he's that age. I, I understand. Uh, okay. And, and, and don't put Bert near anybody. Bert's just, you, you know how he is. Beefcake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, I'm here, I'm here for you, uh, Bill. And, and I want you to know I'm on your side and I'll do whatever you need me to do. First thing I need you to do is close them lips so I can at least say what I was going to say. <laughs> lips closed. Zoop. I'm going to let Deputy Kennedy lay out the riding instructions. I figure Bert's going to be up close up front because he likes to punch things. But I got my big rifle here. Y- you missed your calling to be a circus performer. You know that. <laughs> um, but uh, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let Rachel uh, make all the decisions on where people are at and who's party and entourage and posse and all that nonsense. Sean gives you a, uh, a thumbs up. Daniel? Yeah? You're going to stick close to me, though. Uh, I, I want to keep an eye on you and teach you the right way to do things. All right? Re- really? Yeah. Um, and plus, I'm going to help you probably more than your brother when it comes to lady folk. I'm going to help you not die. <laughs> are are you going to be my mentor? As best as I can. I promise I will teach you to not be like them. Are, are you going to teach me how to get the deputy to fall in love with me? I will teach you how to get ladies to fall in love with you. Are you saying the deputy ain't a lady? He gets like a real angry look on his face. She's a different class of lady. One that you ain't never gonna be ready for. <laughs> well, Sean always says, he's always saying to me, Daniel, you gotta put your pants on like any other man, so I guess I'll, I'll listen to you, deputy. All right. I think as Billy says, like, you know, Rachel's a different class of lady that you ain't ever gonna be prepared for. We smash cut to, to Rachel riding up. She's got that that duster on she's got uh that scar across her face she's probably got a myriad of other scars all over the place hard eyes yeah rachel's not a very nice person (laughs) she comes riding up and says billy you got everyone i got got them all right well good uh mr jones here yet um Stand right here. Oh, I didn't see you. Where's your horse? Right here next to me. That thing? Look, there's no call to be rude. <laughs> I, I mean, he's 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 one of the best ranchers in the the valley, uh, Rachel. He afford good horse. I feel I'm picturing like Mr. Jones has an ugly horse. It probably is an ugly horse, but it was an expensive ugly horse. I thought that was a. Uh... Oh, all right. Well, you know, each to our own. Um. If we're all ready, let's head on out to the ranch. Mr. Jones will lead the way. About time. About time. All right. Mount up this way. Yeah. Frank. Okay, Austin. Fine. You've got the best coconut soundtrack of, of, of all of us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you all ride out for the Triangle Ranch.
Deadlands and Savage Worlds are the property of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. All content is used unofficially under the Savage Media Network license. Find more of their great products at peginc.com. Sound effects are by Plate Mail Games and BattleBards. Music by the Eaglestone Collective. You can find links to all of the above in the show description. As always, thank you for joining us for this episode. Please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes or wherever else you listen, and don't hesitate to contact us via rvrpodcast at gmail.com, at rvrpodcast on Twitter, or join us on our Discord server. We'd love to hear from y'all. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.